Hello. Uh, it is uh, afternoon for me, um, but if it may be morning for you, if it's morning for you, good morning. If it's not, good evening. Good evening. So, uh, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode two. Episode two of Paint and Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the last podcast. I'm going to try to make this one as good as the last one uh because I felt like I mean the last one I was I had there was so much that I got from it and I hope that you guys got something from it too but it just put an old familiar story in a new perspective for me and I'm thankful for it I'm grateful for it and if you are clicking on here from Facebook or from Instagram, or Snapchat, you have already seen the painting, and now it is time for you to learn the story behind the painting. So, welcome again to episode two of Paint and Podcast. I'm excited that you're here. It's going to be a good one. Um, I have uh, a lot to talk about. Um, but it's a, it's a very familiar story for those of us who have grown up in church. If you haven't, then that's okay. I'll give you, um, a brief little, uh, I'll, you know, tell you about the story. I'll sum it up briefly and then I'll give you what I got from it and why I painted what I painted and, um, yeah. So, again, if you are, if you have seen the painting, you know what we're talking about. We are going to be talking about the blind man who Jesus healed with spit and dirt. And this painting and this podcast, I'm calling a messy miracle. And um, when I looked up a messy miracle on YouTube, I was not the only person who has done this word with that title and it's because it's very catchy very clever so don't take um a messy miracle as something i came up with because there have been several pastors do a messy miracle and i did not listen to any of them today uh or to not today but while painting this i did not listen to any of them there were so many, and I knew that there was going to be good content in all of them. But I personally was like, you know, with this one, I'm not going to watch anything. With the last one, I did watch something and did get some pointers from somebody else. But with this one, I'm kind of going in raw. I I read the I read the story, I have the title, and I painted the picture. And um, with my podcast, I try not to get super teachy. I'm not. I'm not a teacher. That's not to say that the Lord is not going to work on me to um, enhance my knowledge. Um, But um, I am more so about applying a story to my life kind of speaking. So when I share a podcast, when I do a podcast, I want to try to make it to incorporate and fit to your lifestyle because for some of you, This is what you listen to in the mornings before you start your day. And you may need this. Or for some of you, this is how you end your night. And you just need to 
um, a form of encouragement or a word to kind of help you tie in something from your life in a story from the Bible into your life and what you're going through today. So that's more so where I am going. Um, like I said, um, I'm sure that there is so much um, in here, literally, like in a literal, um, like logical standpoint, I'm sure that there's a lot in here. Um, however, for me, I'm just going to take this story and I'm going to apply it as I would for my life. And, um, hopefully you get something from it too. But, um, we're going to go all the way to, um, John chapter 9 and we're going to go through the whole chapter. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I did study the whole chapter. I did, I did read the whole chapter and got some things from it. But, um, you know, for, for you guys, and to save you some time, I'm not going to read it, but I am going to challenge you guys to go read John chapter 9, because I believe that there is power in reading the Bible, and, um, so we need to read our Bibles. We are in a day and time where we know a verse, and we can quote a verse, and we think that that's good enough, and we rely on our pastor's to and Sundays and Wednesdays to be when we read the Bible and that is not it at all we need to read our Bibles so I'm challenging you guys to go back and read all of John chapter 9 it is a good one so get into it now let's get into this episode so that you guys know the story behind the painting so in John chapter 9 um, Jesus is walking down the road and he comes across a blind man. Him and his disciples come across a blind man who has been blind since birth. And the disciples are quick to assume that someone's sin has caused this man's blindness. And Jesus says, mm-mm, no, mm-mm. that's not it at all. He says, hold up, boys. Neither the sin of his parents nor his own sin have caused his blindness. But this man is blind so that you might see a miracle and the good works of God come through him as he experiences this miracle. And they're like, oh, okay. Hmm. I'm intrigued. I would be intrigued. If Jesus was like, no, he's not blind because of a pun, he's not being punished. And often, ooh, look, he hit me early. Oftentimes, we see our situation as a punishment. Mm, but here in John chapter 9, verses 4, no, no, verse 3. He says, neither it happened to him, oh, excuse me, neither, yeah, that was how it's supposed to be read, neither, it happened to him so that you could watch him experience God's miracle and the good works of God. Y'all, so often we're quick to say, the Lord's punishing me for something, what did I do? Was it when I lied? 
Was it when I said that cuss word when nobody was listening? Was it when I flipped somebody off driving down the road? He's, he's punishing me. We're so quick to assume that our situation is a punishment. And the Lord's saying, hold up. Hold up. This is a season where your faith is to be activated so that you can see how good I am. Did we think of that? Nope. Because it's me, 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 me. And we assume that everything that happens to us is an attack on us. When in reality, somebody else needs to see our breakthrough. It has nothing to do with the Lord punishing us. It has everything to do with that. Our, there's power in our testimony and in what God can do in us and through us. So getting back to the scripture. It says Jesus gets down. Spits in the mud. Makes a mixture. And puts it over this man's eyes. Now this was where I got. I got hit. And I mean hit. Because this shows. That we serve a God. We serve a king. Who is willing to get down in the dirt with us. So that we can experience. A miracle and a breakthrough with him. He gets down in the dirt. So that there can be a shift. And so right here it says he got down and spit in the dirt. And he didn't just spit in it. He didn't tell the man put this clay on your eyes. It says he got his hands in that mixture. In that mud and spit. In that perfect mixture of heaven and earth. And he put that mixture on that man's eyes. But this is where he tells the man to do the work. He says go and wash. But let's talk about that king that we serve who gets in the mud. This isn't the only time in the Bible where it's reported that Jesus was in the dirt. I think back to one of, again, another one of my favorite stories, the woman caught in adultery. And I would, and this is uh, giving you guys a spoiler, I will paint a picture on the woman caught in adultery. I will. I can't promise when it will be, but it's going to happen. Um, but this woman caught in adultery was cast to the ground on the dirt in front of Jesus and they're trying to get Jesus to say yeah everybody stone her let's get her and Jesus gets down in the dirt with her and he's riding in the dirt I don't know about you guys but I am thankful that I serve a God and I serve a king and I serve somebody so good who is willing to get down in the dirt with me and say hey hey are you ready to see my goodness? Are you ready for a breakthrough? 
Because when we hit the lowest of the low, when we hit dirt, not rock bottom, the dirt underneath rock bottom, when we hit the dirt, Jesus gets down. He kneels down and he says, hey, are you ready to see? He puts that clay on that man's eyes and he says, go and wash. Notice this. It says, go and wash in the pool. It doesn't say, hey, give me your hand. Let me guide you to the pool. Mm -mm. No, no. Jesus got down in the dirt, but he's not going to do all the work. Sometimes Jesus is calling us to get up and go. That man could have easily said, Dude, get this mud off my eyes. I can't see already, and you're putting gunk on my eyes. Sometimes we see the mess that we're in as just an additional hindrance to our vision or just an additional hindrance or just adding on to the thing that we already struggle with when you can't see what's the last thing you want stuff to be all over your face all over your eyes you're like i already can't see i think about driving down the road and you can't see because the sun or whatever reason And the last thing you want to do is for a bug to splat on your windshield. It just aggravates you more. You're like, I already can't see, and now there's a bug on my windshield. This man already couldn't see, but now there's mud on his face. He could have easily been like, what the heck? Get this off me. Get this gunk off my face. But he didn't. And Jesus said, go and wash. And instantly, with those two words, or those two, that two-letter word, go, there was a confidence and a trust that came upon this man. And he got up. Y'all, how often do we get so comfortable sitting in our mess and in our comfort zone of, I'm, this is just how I am. This is just how life's going to be. I'm just going to be blind. I'm never going to amount to anything. I'm never going to get that job. I'm never, so I'm just going to sit here and sulk. And Jesus is saying, go. You can't see it yet. But I need you to go and wash so that you can see. But you got to trust me even though you can't see. I'm giving you trust and I'm giving you a confidence. I need you to walk in it, okay? Because you got to get that gunk off your eyes so that you can see. So the man got up, he went to the pool, he tilted his head down, and all I can think when I was painting that picture of that man was, I have nothing to lose. And he put his hands in that water. And he put it to his eyes. And as the water washed over his eyes. And he opened. 
And when I painted the picture, you'll notice that there's a tear coming out of that man's eyes. Because if this man was anything like me, there were tears shed. And for him, if and when I showed Kristen this, um, and I, I don't know if I've addressed this, I have tried to record this already, and um, I shared the backstory briefly, but when I shared the picture with Kristen and she told me that Pastor Chris was going to be speaking on it, she FaceTimed Pastor Chris and um, he said, I don't think blind people have pupils because I showed him my painting and he said, I don't think blind people have pupils. And I said, this is his full, his fully restored eye. I said, the other one's still covered. The other one's still in the process, but one is completely healed. And he was like, oh, I got it. And there's tears flowing out of the pain, in the, in the painting. There's tears coming out of his eyes because, like I said, if he's anything like me, he cried. This man couldn't see his whole life. And he got to see everything. All in one swift moment, he was able to see. But he had to be met in the dirt. But that story doesn't end there. For some of us, you know, that's all we learned about in Sunday school. It, it ends there. You know, he's healed. But it doesn't end there. He still has not seen the man who healed him. He's only heard his voice. We often say, God, give me a sign, give me a sign. Do you really want me to go? Do you really want me to wash? Do you really want me to do this? And God's saying, listen to me. I don't have to give you a sign. If I'm saying go, go. If I'm saying wash, wash. I don't have to give you a big miraculous sign. You don't have to see something in the natural when I'm calling you and you can hear me in the spiritual. I don't have to give you a visual cue. I don't have to give you cue cards and I don't have to guide you to that pool because I've given you confidence and I've given and I'm asking you to give me your trust that you will allow me and that you trust me to heal you. So this man, he's healed. He can see, and it's incredible, but it doesn't end there. He still has not seen the man who has healed him. But what's the first thing that that man does? He doesn't say, where is he? Where is that man who healed me? I want to thank him. He says, y'all, I've been healed. I don't know what happened. I don't know who did it. I don't know how. But I'm healed. And he goes around and he spreads that he's different. And he spreads that he can see that what he once was blind, but now he can see. And he doesn't know who he, who did it. But when people ask him, who healed you? He's down in, let me see, where is it at? Mm, uh... Anyway, I can't find it, and I want to keep going. But he goes, 
it, people it says that this this causes chaos in the in the city people are like what who who got who touched you he says i don't know i don't know and then he runs to the priest or the pharisees were like hey man what happened who healed you surely this can't be the same man because when you experience full breakthrough and full healing, people don't recognize you. Ooh, snap. People who walked past you every day, who overlooked you, are like, this can't be him. We have to have the wrong guy. So they call in the people who know you best. Being a mama, a daddy, a spiritual mama, a spiritual daddy, they call him in and they say, is this the same person? Because in this story, they call the mama. And they called the daddy and they said, is this your son? And they said, yes, it is. They said, how was he healed? And they said, he's a grown man. Ask him yourself. <laughs> he can talk. He was blind. But he, did, he, he didn't. He didn't have, he wasn't mute. He's grown. Ask him for yourself. They said, we don't know. Ask him. So, they did. They said, who healed you? He said, I bumped into this man named Jesus. Ooh. He came up to me. He put mud, and he put mud on my eyes. And he told me to wash, and I went. And I still, I don't, and I don't know where he's at. I don't know, I don't know what, what he did after that. I don't know where he's at right now. But all I know is I once was blind, but now I see. And this caused a ruckus amongst the Pharisees. It's the Sabbath. If he was, he, he can't. He's committed a sin because he is healing on the Sabbath. And whew, this line, I loved it. I loved it. And I highlighted it in a different color. He says, I tell you. This is the blind man. He said, I tell you. If this man isn't from God, he would not have been able to heal me like he has. This whole conversation, go please go back and read John chapter 9. This whole conversation between the blind man and the Pharisees is the most savage conversation. And we have got to gain some boldness like this blind man. Because he says, I don't know who he was. But I know he was closer to God than you will ever be. So they got mad at this man. They kicked him out. They said, get out of here, whatever. You're blind. Who cares? But we're mad. Wherever this man Jesus is, we need to get him because we're mad at him. We don't like him. So, out comes the man. And Jesus says, hey. Let me go down to the exact words. He says, it says, then Jesus learned that they had thrown him out. And he went to find him. He found him and he said to him, do you believe in the Son of God? And this man whose blind eyes were healed answered, Who is he, Master? Tell me so that I can place all of my faith in him. This man had enough faith. This man 
had enough faith to walk to a pool and wash dirt off of his eyes that a man made with spit. He had enough faith to do that. But now he's saying, I believe. Where is he? So that I can put all of my faith in him. And Jesus said, you're looking right at him. This is the Passion Translation. And I love how they worded that. In verse 37, it says, Jesus replied, you're looking right at him. And he speaks with you now. It is me, the one right in front of you. This man didn't have to see Jesus to recognize who he was. He heard go and he went. And he professed the goodness of God without needing a sign or to see the man who healed him because he was touched and he heard. He didn't have to see a sign in the natural. Jesus came by with a visual later. Jesus said, hey, you remember? You know that man who who touched your eyes? That's me. I'm right here. And it says, and the man threw himself at Jesus' feet and worshipped him and said, Lord, I believe in you. And then here comes Jesus. I come to judge those who think they see and make them blind. And for those who are blind, I come so that they may see. And then out come the Pharisees. They are mad. Mad, mad. And it says, you mean to tell us that we are blind? And Jesus, savage Jesus, he says, if you would acknowledge your blindness, then your sins will be removed. But now that you claim to see me, your sins remain with you. And that's the end of chapter 9. It ends with that savage line from Jesus. Because sometimes, sometimes we walk around with these, hmm, <laughs> sometimes we walk around and we say, yeah, I know Jesus. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, oh, the overwhelming never. We sing the songs, and man, we look the part. We got our Sunday best on. We got our church shoes on. We got our hair all done. We're sitting on that second row. But we don't know him. We've not seen him. We've not experienced a true touch. We think we're better just because we're not we're not struggling. Why do we gotta ask for something? We're fine. 
Lord's blessing us. Yes, sister. He's just, yeah. We don't know him. We've not had an encounter with him. So sometimes we have to get on our face. We have to get down in the dirt. We have to humble ourselves, get down in the dirt. Jesus washed the nasty feet of his disciples. Jesus got down in the dirt and was in the dirt more than we have. Lord have mercy. We uh, were washed clean by Jesus himself. He got down on his feet, on his knees, washed the feet of his disciples. And he says, I came not to be served, but to serve. So, sometimes we have to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I haven't experienced a touch from you like I want to. It's been a while. I haven't come to you like I'm supposed to come to you. It's been a while. But Lord, here I am. And I need you to remove this blindness that I have placed over my eyes. So that I can see you and see what you're doing and what you've done for me. Because right now, I've been filled with so much pride. And I've only seen what I've done. When in reality, it's all been what you've done. And I need you to reveal it to me. Sometimes we have to humble ourselves. So that the Lord can remove our blindness. Sometimes we have to allow a little bit of dirt to get on our face so that we can experience a full breakthrough. Get out of your prideful mindset. And I am talking to myself. Get out of your prideful mindset because it has nothing to do with anything that you've ever done. You didn't get yourself that job. You didn't get yourself that platform. You did not get yourself all of these things. It was all God. And just... Jesus. You have to acknowledge Him for who He is. And when He says go, And when he says wash, without hindrance, without distraction or comparison, without wondering, are you really going to do it without asking for a sign, you go. Jesus got in the dirt for you. Your your, your, Your season may look messy, but it's just so God can give you a miracle. This is your time to acknowledge who he is, to allow a little bit of mess on your face so that you can experience your miracle. This is your time. He's calling you to go. Wash so that you can see. So that you can see what I've got, what's around you. 
the goodness that's around you, the beauty that's around you, and so that you can see my face. Guys, I don't, I don't know. I never know how to end these, to end these things. But what I want to leave you with is examine yourself. Is the season you're in rough? Is the season you're in rocky? Does it seem like there is no hope? Let me give you this word of encouragement. This man was blind. And unexpectedly, here comes Jesus. Adding a little extra dirt. For an extra special miracle. He said, I know that it seems rough. He said, I'm fixing to, I'm fixing to put a little, little more dirt on you. But I know that you can handle it. But I need you to trust me when I say go. Or maybe you're like the Pharisees. And you, you look the part. You've dressed the part. But man, man, are you far. Man, are you blind. Maybe Jesus wants you to get down in the dirt. Get a little, allow a little bit of dirt to be put on your face. So that you can see him more intimately and more clearly than you have ever seen him before. So don't be afraid of the mess. But be prepared for the miracle that's to come. It said, Lord, tell me who he is so that I can put my full faith in him. I've already given him a little bit of faith. I already gave him that mustard seed of faith when I walked to the pool. But I want to put my full faith in him now. Because I know that I've been touched by somebody. And it must be him. If it wasn't, if this man, like it said back in verse 37, I believe. If this man was not, no, not 37, verse 32. If this man isn't from God then he would not have been able to heal me as he has. So again, I just want to challenge you to examine yourself. And I, a part of me feels like this podcast was a little all over the place, but I know that what needed to be said was said. Um, I feel like it kind of touched on different layers of this story and different people in this story, different perspectives in this story. But anyway, I don't, like I said, I don't know how to end this. I'm never good with ending this. Um, but yeah, examine yourself and don't be afraid of the little dirt. Because a little dirt can lead to a big breakthrough. Um, so yeah, I'm going to just leave you with that. I love you guys very much. Thank you for listening to this episode. 
Um, I hope that it touched you. Wow, it was a long one. I just clicked back on my... I just clicked back and realized I've talked for 35 minutes. But, hey, whatever. You know, whatever needs to be said, however long it takes, let it be said. Let it be so. But uh, I love you guys very much. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you enjoy the painting. I don't know uh, when I will do the next uh, paint and podcast. Um, I have some other plans for the podcast, um, hopefully to come very soon. Um, But we'll just see. We'll see what God does. Um, I do have a kind of tiny announcement. I am fixing to start painting, oh man, I don't even know if I should say this, because I want to get them painted before I say it, um, yeah, I'm not going to say it, I changed my mind, okay, anyway, uh, I, I, yeah, you'll know about it soon, I promise, once I get them painted, you'll know about them, they'll be on my Facebook, so please keep an eye on Facebook, um, if you have me on Facebook, keep an eye out, because there's some things coming, on the Facebook page. Anyway, I'm going to end it. Sorry, I was I got you guys excited for a second for me to only say never mind. Um, but yeah, it'll be good. It'll be worth it when it happens, okay? Um, anyways, I love you guys very much. Thank you for listening, and I will catch you guys on the next one.